Hi, and welcome back to the Life in Bomb City podcast. I'm Aaron Favor. And I'm Dr. Beth Rodriguez. And we are recording live in the Panhandle PBS FM 90 studios on this beautiful June the 4th. It's National Donut Day. <laughs> National Donut Day. Um, heard it on the news today, and so I decided to um, support our local donut place, which is called the Donut Stop, and it's been here for... Um, a while, and if you are from Amarillo or you've come to Amarillo, then you probably have tried it. And so I went. I went ahead. This is not going to be the norm. I don't know. Last one I got donuts today, but last time it's because my daughter. But I'm not going to be getting donuts every time. Just so you know, <laughs> it, it, it's all good. Uh, because I'm older than Methuselah, I remember when uh, Donut Stop got into a big epic. Struggle with um, Krispy, Krispy Kreme, Kreme and, yeah. and along with roasters yeah. and Starbucks. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's true. And uh, got them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just good to support local, and that's why we're here. But um, today, you know, Aaron was good because we were talking, and it's summer, and we want to talk about something that's a lot of fun. And Aaron's like, what do you want to do? And I said, you know what? I think it would be really interesting to talk about UFOs. That's right. And I was like, you know, this is, I talk about aliens in my class, which people are like, what? Psychology. But um, I do bring it up because it's, um, I don't know, I think it's part of the, if you try to understand everything, it's just part of all this understanding. Um, and when I was at OU, University of Oklahoma, I did take a astronomy class. And in the class, we actually had a formula to place on different planets in the universe that they can see by tele, uh, the telescope to decide if it could be possible for life to be on that planet. And so because there is an equation, and that was, what, it's 2020, it's like 20 years ago, there was already an equation on trying to see if there's intelligent life on other planets. There has got to be intelligent life on other planets like why would they come up with an equation for that if it wasn't something that was plausible or something that was statistically likely if they would never that would be not even in your mind to do okay so I just want to we want to talk about this whole idea of intelligent life on other planets okay so Aaron just straightforward no playing around do you believe in aliens I do I, I I'm curious to know uh, the, you know, you, you said intelligent life on other planets. I'm still waiting to make sure that we still have intelligent life on this planet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. But I do, uh, all, all kidding aside, I do believe in, in, uh, intelligent life on other planets. I, don't, I think it would be, I, I, my, my thought is, it's just a little bit, uh, arrogant to think that in, that we're the only, in the, how big the universe is, you know, that we're the only ones. But, you know, also, I, I also know that how the, how rare the conditions are for life. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, like a scientist knows them. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, if you do, I always say that it's very, very um, egocentric to assume that we are the only living things on this planet. If the universe is infinite, which we talk about and they say and theorize and, if it is really infinite, then it is statistically impossible, <laughs> impossible, not, there's no such word as impossible, impossible for there not to be another planet where life can be, 
can exist. So um, I was saying that, like, uh, I know there has recently been a lot of um, different TV shows and uh, series and different things that have come out that have talked about UFOs. This is a good time to kind of break in and, and read this little piece. Uh, the Times and uh, had had an article that uh, basically says the U.S. finds no evidence of alien technology and flying objects, but they can't rule it out either. Um, the new report concedes that uh, much about the observed phenomena remains difficult to explain, including their acceleration as well as the ability to change their direction and submerge. Uh, whether or not some of this, these things are happening uh, ha- has to do, to some degree, I would think, with our inability to fully explain them. Uh, in addition to that, though, that the, the old idea of heliocentrism uh, and uh, the idea that you know the Earth revolves around the sun, it seems to me has some type of a connection also with uh, the psychological principle of you know the world revolving around us. You know, it reminds me of Genesis um, that it, that when we create things, we have a tendency to create them in our own image, and we're not even re- realizing we're doing it. Sometimes, most of the time, I would suppose uh, that we like to advance our own ideas and beliefs and then reinforce them with the uh, ideas that we already have. So anyway, uh, this piece was by Julian Barnes and uh, Helene Cooper and basically reads, American intelligence officials have found no evidence that the aerial phenomena Uh, witnessed by Navy pilots in recent years are actually alien spacecraft, which is what has everybody so up in arms over this. Um, The the disclosure that, uh, the public disclosure, uh, that our pilots at the national level and sometimes at the international level, I remember Mexico uh, F-16s ran into uh, this uh, years ago. Uh, I'm like, you know, many other folks who always... Uh, kind of wrote a lot of uh, these sightings off to uh, the possibility uh, that this was some type of uh, classified tech. And I think that that is one of the main drivers of the the, uh, fear in the uh, establishment um, here and abroad uh, that there's some, you know, foreign country, you know, that is attempting to, uh, attempting to move through and, uh, and, and permeate our airspace. So anyway, we just, that's basically the end of the article. It kind of goes through here and talks about this budget, um, and the fact that people need to, uh, that the, the United States government is trying to put this, uh, information out there that, uh, that, it includes a quote from President, former President Obama who says, uh, what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't exactly, we don't know exactly what they are. I mean... I don't know. I mean, it seems like it should be like a priority. I mean, if, you, if there's something flying in the sky that's going that fast and that, I mean, it's undetectable almost to, to certain things, we should be worried about it. 
as a country. Like, oh my gosh, like what is what is in our sky? And it seems like there would be more investigation on it. And but that's the thing is like we don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there's a lot of investigation on it, but they just don't want to talk about it because, you know, sometimes human hysteria kicks in. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> with no, that's uh, with COVID. Right. With COVID. I mean, it gets a little crazy sometimes. So I mean, maybe that's what the idea is, but it's at this point, people are already talking about it. People are already interested in it. People are already shooting all sorts of stuff on their cell phones and everything because we have them. So I think that, you know, this should be the time. Like, it's time. Like, maybe people were scared before. Maybe we did want to have the idea that we don't really want to know what's going on. But now people are, we are in this time of information where we want to know a bunch of stuff. And I mean, if it's out there and we want to know the truth and so we want to know what's going on. And I think that it's, this is the time. Right. That's the old X-Files shirt. You know, the truth is out there. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I will say that I I thought that for for years and years and years, and I mean, it's not that it's not impossible. It's just uh, that when the United States government comes out and starts talking about these things publicly, uh, it's not even... I still think that it's some type of way of distracting, but when the report itself, it's, you know, I mean, we can, I don't want to get into, I'm not a speculator. I try not to be, you know, I try not to be, but I do. this is, uh, it seems like it's odd timing, you know, but it's always odd timing to talk about UFOs. That's true. That's that one. Um, the second one, you know, being that maybe this is some type of, uh, you know, technology that we just haven't discovered yet that is, that as some other country has discovered, yeah, probably unlikely for the simple well, fact maybe that- not. Like, that's the thing is, what if it is, uh, like a personal investor? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot of money now and that can just do stuff on their own. So maybe it's not a country, but it's an actual individual. Hmm. Okay. And so even if it is, like, I still want to know what it is. So, I mean, and that's the thing is like when we talk about unidentified flying objects, that's what UFO stands for. We immediately assume aliens and it might not be, it may be human, but we still don't know what's flying and we need to know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you remember? Okay. On uh, the movie up when that, the one of the, the characters, they got balloons. I didn't see up. Oh my gosh, Aaron, you should. Watch I know, it. I know. Okay, so they got balloons, right? To, to tons and tons of balloons because he wanted to move his house. Okay, so they move the house and they're flying and they have balloons. Okay, so there was a guy who was in his lawn chair, did the same thing, and he did. He flew, and people were like, "What?" Freaking out. What? It, what? I mean, it could be something. Not maybe as simple as that, but it could just be something. It could be an individual, and we should be able to know what is out there and what people are doing. Right, and I in the the population, the part of the population that's surprised or is frustrated or angry that the United States government has had information and had open investigations about these things for you know the last sixty or seventy years. We need to calm down a little bit, I yeah. think, because. There's a lot of things that we open investigations on and that we research that is not ever made public. This isn't the type of thing probably that needs to be made public in some type of disclosure. As you said, people do have a tendency to overreact. Yeah, always. But, you know, that's what it is. We always have the extremes, right? We have somebody who's over here on the extreme and over there. And we just, you know, the main people are somewhere in the middle. But, you know, we do, I mean, I think that on this idea of, 
UFOs. Like, have we been visited? Have Is there other places that we need to visit? Have there been planets within our own solar system that were once inhabited? You know, all these things that could that we could talk about. Um, one of the things that I thought was really cool in that class that I took, when we, um, he said, you know, he the greatest professor, and it's so bad because I can see him, I can actually hear him, and I cannot think of his name. That's how bad it is in my brain all the time now with names. I'm like, oh, I can see faces and voices, but names are just, okay, so I can see him. And he said, you know what, before we start looking at, other planets in other galaxies and other solar systems, you know what? Maybe we should look in our own because we haven't even been able to travel completely in our own solar system. And so when we did, we looked at one of the moons of Jupiter and it had the potential to have life. Now, what kind of life? No idea because there it's there was like a sheet of ice and then some type of liquid type water stuff. But we don't know what it is because we haven't been there. And that's kind of what he was like getting to. It's like, you know, we talk about just Earth being. And he said, the truth is, it could be in our own solar system that we have other living things. We just don't have the ability right now to get there, to see, to really investigate it. The only way we can is through these equations and this theory and everything else. Until we can do that, we really don't know. Right, and and we also, I by the way, I think that I had a, a similar a similar uh, uh, discussion in one of my classes, a science class that you know was in the science building, and I I remember very well the the conversation though about this moon, and yeah. I don't remember which which planet it was. It was this. This is really pulling back, uh, pulling back <laughs> the layers of age, but I do think that. Those uh, those types of things that we consider to be, you know, whatever it, that equation is that makes it possible for life to be life, goes goes back to our conversations in some of my classes that have to do with what constitutes life. Well, right. we get into this conversation about, I don't know, uh, like Roe v. Wade type discussions right. where, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to define what it is instead of it being a mystery with a hard definition, a mystery with a hard definition, we make it not a mystery with a very soft definition. Mm-hmm. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah, that makes sense. And that's what, I mean, again, we don't know. So this, it just always brings up the idea, like I'm, I'm, I'm a definite, like, what if, you know, thinker and all these things. And um, we do this with our kids, my kids all the time. And they're like, mom, now we're freaked out. But um, <laughs> we, you know, we're thinking how how off really is Star Wars? Like, is it really that off? I mean, the truth is, we do definitely have other solar systems. We definitely have other galaxies. Would it be so crazy to think that one day, when we finally have communication, that we could visit other galaxies? And do we know what they're going to look like? I mean, the the different air pressure, the different whatever, you know, every atmosphere that's around each of these planets and the different um, galaxies, what's going on. Everybody's going to look different, you know, in that it's funny, like pets could be like the main living 
on some other planet. Like everybody looks like dogs or everybody looks like cats, you know, or everything looks like ants, whatever it is. And that's what I think is really kind of like, what, what would it be? And that's just crazy. And I think it's really interesting to think about. Hopefully not cockroaches. Uh, Probably. (laughs) They're pretty, well, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty tough. Yes. Okay. So you, okay, so we both decided, yes, we believe Starship in... Starship Troopers, by the way, little <laughs> yeah. reference. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we both decided that, yes, there's aliens. Okay, so my question is, do you really think aliens have visited here? I don't know. I'm an agnostic on that. <laughs> I don't know. I will not... I think that if... Yeah, I don't know. And that's, I mean, again, okay, if we just pulled up a website... In which it showed like all these different places of where they had alien sightings. And as we're looking at it, it's increasing. Like, so as we sat here, people, well, not alien, I guess UFO sightings, my bad. So when we, as we sat here, just looking at it, it was growing. So as we were sitting here, people were seeing unidentified flying objects. Right? I mean, and that's what we were seeing. Right. So... If we have that many sightings, are those that many people misled? I mean, what is it? What is it? The phrase um, "50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong." <laughs> um, I, I guess that uh, it could also, you know, we were talking about the fact that people, because people have devices, you know, they're more likely to pull them out, and you know, because the cameras have gotten so much better, uh, and I don't know. I'm trying to. I mean. I just believe, I do believe that logic still can play a major role in the way we can rationalize the topic and then accept a certain, uh, uh, an incredibly very respectful manner of mystery and say, this is what we don't know. Right. We don't know uh, whether or not it is in fact uh, some type of uh, a, a drone, like an unmanned aerial system of some sort. That's what's got, I think, the government so so worried. Right. Is not so much the fact that it might be aliens, like an alien. You know, from, from another planet. From, you know, some interplanetary species. Um, but rather that it, it's actually not, that we are, we, uh, we are dealing with something here in the United States or abroad that has uh, implications for some type of a, a true threat to uh, airspace. Yeah. And there are and people that are critical of that, by the way, that, you know, that our sovereign airspace is under threat. It's right. the same people that say that the, the land doesn't belong to anyone. Yeah. Crowd. But that, I mean, again, and if it's, even if it is that, which we do know, right, are the drones and everything, they're so much more advanced than they were before, where you would fly them and they go straight to the wall. Now people can fly them. And they're really good, and they're very advanced. And so maybe it could be, right? And But it's still an unidentified flying object that we st- I think we still need to identify what it is. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, okay, so now, okay, the idea. So there's this, again, I do, I think aliens have been here. I'm just, <laughs> I think that uh, there's just too many sightings and stories and things that have happened that are, that can't be explained. There's too many weird things that are happening. Now, do I know that they're here for malicious purposes? Absolutely not. Um, there, and there is also the theory that aliens are still here. They're living among us. <laughs> the men in black. Yeah. Uh, and that, yes. Theory. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so where, like, 
we always say that a lot of our movies, a lot of our stories, um, you know, like old folk tales and everything, we always say there's something, there's a little piece of it that is usually built in reality that it comes from. Maybe the Men in Black is a little bit built in reality. How? Do, what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the, or have you read the book Sphere by Michael Crichton? I've, I think I saw the movie. Is there a movie? It is a terrible movie. It I, is a scary movie. Dustin Hoffman, if you're listening to this, I can't believe you took that role. <laughs> what a, it was a terrible movie. Awful uh, okay, movie. I haven't read the book, but, but I the, did see the movie. The book is incredible. Okay. It's a fantastic Usually book. Usually is. Uh, well, Michael Crichton, you know, he was just an incredible thinker. And uh, the fact that he was able to take that research and his thinking skills and then put them onto paper. I mean, he is just a really good, uh, he was a good writer. Uh, rest in peace. But Sphere uh, was, it did uh, investigate some of these ideas and, you know, but it did it underwater. Mm-hmm. So it did it here on Earth in a way that was kind of uh, fitting and kind of an alien format for human beings to be underwater. And, you know, they're investigating a spaceship that's been there for 300 years. They've f- calculated the growth of algae or something. Uh, and coral. Yeah, coral. Yeah, it, that it grows at a certain time and or a certain pace, and then they're able to calculate it by that, you know, rough estimation. And then... You know, what they find out, a little spoiler here, um, is that when they get when they actually get on there, they realize that it's an American an American spaceship that is from the future that arrived at three hundred years. Now, prior to that, they actually thought that they're like there it's not possible for this to be a an American <laughs> spacecraft because we didn't see there's no visible marks on the spacecraft from the from the wreckage from the and and one of the one of the the log, logical logist logist logician is that what they call those guys um the logician the guy that like his whole yeah he's a mathematician he always Crichton always liked to have mathematicians because they're so they like precision mm-hmm. and sequence and so this uh, mathematician was talking about this uh, and he said he said I mean it's an assumption to think that they crashed he said, because what if they arrived in this spot? And so he was just trying to understand how, by not defying the laws of physics, mm-hmm. something could do, still do the thing. So if we have laws that we say are immutable and, and we want to provide as much um, reasonability within the world of science as possible, then maybe it's good to concede that there are maybe other dimensions mm-hmm. that we're unaware of that allow some of these things to happen in space and time that, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm just, yeah. I like well, to read. This is the idea. It's like, okay, so what if we are the aliens that are visiting like we and so it's like this whole space time continuum, right? This right. is, this is a very, um, I don't. It's a very abstract idea, like because we don't. And when you try to think of time, because when we think of time, we are very, we are sequential. Like we think of, you know, right now we talk about the past, the present, the future, um, and then when we watch these different movies, it's like, well, time is not necessarily a straight line. 
right? It could be all this. And it's like, wait a minute. Like when we try to wrap our heads around this idea, it's like, uh, it just doesn't make as much sense. So it's very possible, right? That it's just too much that we just say, uh, I don't want to think about that. It's easier just to do this because I hate to say this, but our bodies are the most efficient machines in the world. We will do the easiest, the path, path of least resistance. And if we don't have to use our brains, we're not going to because we have an automatic part that just goes. And if we can get something in that makes logical sense to us, then we'll just go with it. Hmm. And that's, I mean, that's just how we work because we are. We're just like those machines. And so the idea that time, space, everything is like linear instead of this crazy mix up that it possibly could be, it makes it things easier. But when we try to think and try to explain like uh, the movie sphere, like we try to, you know, bring things back and say, well, this is, this is us coming back here from a different time. And it's like, what? Right. Like that is, that's just something that a lot of people can't fathom. And it just something they just can't, it's not happening. Okay, so inside of this, inside of the spaceship in the in this book, uh, Crichton writes in that there actually is something that's alien, and the alien object is actually a sphere, and it's in there. It's a perfect sphere. People cannot. It's reflective, isn't it? The um, I think that it has to do with uh, it's reflective when. Oh, it has rules. There's okay. rules to the sphere and being able to see their reflection. And I okay, can't remember okay. what they are. I need to go back and read it again. This is a good reason to go back and read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my favorite book when I was a kid. So it was, I think I read it in the seventh grade and then I read it again and again and again. And he has a team of like four or five people that go down there. The The principal investigator, though, I believe is a, um, is a psychologist. Yeah. Um, and name is Which, Norm. Yeah, and it was like, why... Would he be the one to go there? He's the one who wrote the port. He he wrote a government report. Yeah, he talked about it. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. And so, for instance, and I can't imagine (laughs) not not thinking about this in the context of what it is that we're discussing, that Crichton says that what actually is alien, the thing that is truly the mystery here, which is less the, this is what's funny. It's less the, uh, the American technology from the future arriving underneath the ocean 300 years That's ago. True. Right. As hard as that is to imagine and believe he goes a step further and he says, this could be, you know, here's the alien, here's what's alien here. And when people actually get to go inside the sphere, there's no door. There's no anything. They have to have the right mindset to even be able to get in. Once they get in, uh, they're actually talking. They have this conversation. Nobody knows who they're having a conversation with. And this is a big part of the book. I mean, I think it takes probably half the book to understand that they're not talking to they're not talking to a foreign an alien species or anything like that. They're talking to themselves. They're talking to a different part of their own psychology or their own mind and so um what they end up getting into this alien tech it allows them to have the ability to manifest the ideas they have in their head so if you're somebody that's afraid of squid you're gonna see a giant squid math yeah a giant squid squid everywhere right and if you're afraid of jellyfish that's what you're gonna see um 
anyway, what we find out is that human beings are nowhere close to being ready to understand or to control or to have the discipline to think. And it, that this is this gets back to Winston Churchill for me. He says that uh, empires of the future are empires of the mind. Mm-hmm. And alien tech seems to be, or the idea in our imagination of what we envision alien tech being seems to always have have a great deal to do with the mind, right? I mean, I've I've yet to see a um, picture that people say that they've, you know, they've seen, you know, an alien, you know, and they were probing or doing whatever it is, you know. I don't know why they probe. They always probe. Anyway. They do. (laughs) But the probes, that these these things are always like in, you know, uh, some type of a team and they've got, really big brains. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is Mars attacks the yeah, exactly. comedy, you know, from nineties. Yes. <laughs> they uh, blow their heads up when they hear music. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like, if you do, we see all this like futuristic stuff anyways, it is using your mind to fly, to use weapons, to, uh, drive cars. I mean, most of it is now the mind and that's really what maybe, Maybe, like if you think about it in these terms, we are the aliens. Parts of our brains that we have so much more uh, capability of doing things, if we can unlock it, we're the ones that are going to now be able to, you know, transcend the galaxy, go to the next place, do whatever. And it's all because we have now unlocked this potential that we have in our own brains. Mm -hmm. Mysteries of the universe. Yeah. uh, Mysteries of God. This is, these are all, I mean... Very valid points, and you're, you're, yeah, you're. I think spot on there. The the thing is, we have, um, a fighter pilots who we always consider to be like <laughs> the instruments of precision, and I'm sure that that there are uh, <laughs> they would laugh to some degree about that, and then also yeah. be serious to some degree about well, yes, we are, right, um, but also you know, funny about it. Uh, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, according to this same. Um, document this uh, uh, this article that I'm reading uh, an FA 18 or an FA yeah 18 Super Hornet pilot who was with the Navy for 10 years told the New York Times in an interview these things would be out there all day with the speeds he and other pilots observed he said 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect um, and then he says that um, let's see that uh, the objects had no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes, but they had they could reach thirty thousand feet in hypersonic speeds. You know, I'd, I mean, and I that's the thing that. is like, what what is that? Um, another thing that uh, so you know, of course, I do. I think I told you there's a. I think there's aliens. I do. I this it just makes sense. I think that they've been here. I think that we are getting information. I think the government is part of it. Um, not like it's like a conspiracy, like, oh, government. But I think that, you know, it's it's smart for them, too, because it is a new technology. It's something that's going to advance us. Um, but 100%. then I've also seen some, you know, stuff on Discovery Channel. I don't know if you've, I, we were talking about a little bit earlier. It's called, um, there's two different ranches in Utah. One of them is Skinwalker Ranch. It's probably the most uh, famous of all the ranches, all this crazy stuff happens. Like there's, um, they actually fill, there's like, uh, 
there's documentaries on this, all this. There's also a Skinwalker Ranch where these people are going in and they have all these investigations. Like they have um, multiple people, like people who do like a geologist. Um, they have people who know earth, like dirt and I mean, all these things. And they've done great, uh, try to do <laughs> ground penetrating um, images of the tunnels and different things that are underneath. And they've all experienced crazy things um, to the point where one of them, like uh, one of the documentaries, I can't remember which one it was because obviously I watch them a lot. They, uh, they did say they think there's a possible portal and that they see things coming out of it. Like this could be a place on this ranch that is a hub for this extraterrestrial type of phenomena that's going on. Right. And, um, and it goes back to the Native Americans. They, that's why they call it Skinwalker Ranch, because the Native Americans, a skinwalker is um, the idea that there's a person who can change form. And they can also bring, um, like, bad, bad, bad stuff around. And they can change to animals, uh, birds that can fly, they can change to human, they can change like to a different human. They have the ability to change, and that's why they call them a skinwalker. Mm. Um, they feel like it's evil, and because they don't understand it. And I think that this is why, I mean, and they will identify that Native Americans in that land will say, yes, this land is cursed pretty much because of the skinwalker. And so they call it skinwalker, and there's a lot of stuff that happens that they can't explain. And they're trying to. They're trying to be very scientific about it so that it's not just like, oh, I saw a red flashy. No, I mean, it's like they're trying. They're getting things on camera. They're, you know, having cameras all the time. They're trying to investigate the ground, do, you know, all sorts of research to figure out what it is. And it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Like there's stuff that happens that you can't, you can't explain it. Mm -hmm. So it's unexplained. And so like in those situations, like what's going on there? Right. Yeah. That's, I, those, those types of places, I, I can't, I can't even begin to, I can't even begin to really even talk about them with any, you know, uh, I'm going to, I have to be quiet in that because I don't, I don't have anything to say about it. It's like, it kind of defies my, we have science fiction, yeah. you know, that has to do with shapeshifters and, you know, skinwalker-esque yeah. things that by your definition, I, I've never heard that before. Oh, really? Um, yes, I haven't. You I'm should not, look some stuff up. It's yeah, kind of. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check into it for real. I, there is a, um, a documentary, I believe, that we talked about on uh, Amazon. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, right now, that's where you can find it. Uh, it's called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Oh, and the it's a doctor. Well, uh, he is a doctor, right? <laughs> he was an ER doctor. Yes. That We had to figure this out. What kind of doctor is he? Because yeah. he? he's, he's a self-prescribed ufologist. Yes. That's and so <laughs> I thought, surely, yeah, surely you can have a PhD in ufology. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I guess you could. But. Um, yeah, but it would be kind of strange thing to have your doctorate in because nobody appointed anybody an expert and who are the teachers but anyway forget about it it's just it's a discipline that is uh, probably going to be a future emergent discipline where people can you know 
understand more and more as they go, not unlike medicine, right? You know, not unlike medicine and being able to have and go on, go about things like uh, cancer research or something like that. Yeah. I think of I think of Eva when I think of cancer. I recognize that there's a lot of unknown there and there's a lot of things that are scary about it, but there's also this other dimension to it, which is it, it seems evil. Yeah. Why, why is that? Does it seem evil? Is it because, because it is unknown? Is it because that, you know, that I'm trying to rationalize in my brain why it should be the other, why it should be scary? Uh, I believe Crichton, whenever he go back to to Michael Crichton, right. Um, when he, died um there were stories about him you know he was like six foot six. Oh, really he was a tall guy and uh he was a presence uh, everywhere he went you know he wrote screenplays uh all the time and he you know the the very famous uh he was just as famous for writing really interesting uh television series and and movies as he was writing incredible books Mm -hmm. so uh westworld is another example of this about he likes loves to play and toy with the idea that people are not in control. Yeah. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, quit trying to control everything. Quit it. <laughs> quit it. The more you try to control stuff. When you the more you try to control, this is a motif in all of his books. The more you try to control it, the more you are going to lose control of everything yeah you know and it's always going to be the thing that you weren't thinking about it's going to get you yeah so you can't think of everything and it's not saying he's not saying don't try he's just saying look look at the look at nature (laughs) yeah enjoy stop for a minute and don't try to control everything just kind of enjoy it okay i have to do have to give a shout out to the other um thing on the discovery, the other one that's the other ranch, which is the blind frog ranch. Um, what is blind frog? Okay. I'll tell you why they call it blind frog. <laughs> okay. So they, they started digging into this cavern type area. And when they did, um, all these frogs came out, but they were blind because they had been underground for so long. But what doesn't make any sense is like, how did they get there in the first place? But they were underground, so they couldn't see. So they got them out. So they now call it the Blind Frog Ranch. Um, and then they've they've done all this stuff as well. They've been trying to dig and try to find all these inform all this information that's going on there because they actually have this place. There's this they call it the mystery place, right? Where they can take sand, they take sand and rock, okay, and they heat it up and they make a new material. Okay, it's not glass, and now it sounds like right. Yeah, sand makes glass. I don't even know if it's sand. I think it's just rocks. And they b- just add sun, heat, and it makes a new object. And they have a guy there that's looking, and he's like, this doesn't make any sense. He's like, this is a whole new thing. He's like, I don't know where it came from. He tried to break it down and try to see it was made from, and it's like, it's like transformed into something else in this area. Okay, and it's really cool. Well, he did um, come in and talk to, so my older brother knows him. So now my brother, and I think both my brothers and my husband, we, they all have Blind Frog Ranch hats. And then this, the guy, he also came in and talked to my husband at Ditchwitch Undercon because they have underground digging. Now, um, we were watching one of the things that my husband, Philip, was like, um, oh, oh, he's like, ah. And they were like, oh, we're going and we're getting it. And he was like, there's no way. 
that ground is way too hard. They don't have the right bit on. And so I told him, I said, maybe, maybe they should contact you and ditch what should be out there instead of the machine that they have, which I won't mention the name. Aha. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, it is, I mean, it's, this is another one of those areas. Like there's something going on. And then you had mentioned that the government owns a lot of land in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it could be the same kind of the, the same reason is that they they know something's going on there, right? And it's un, they don't know what it is, and they're not sure if it's safe because a lot of times unknown we're scared, so they're not sure if it's safe. They're they are there maybe trying to figure out what's happening, so then we can keep people safe. I'm I, that's that's me. I'm like trying to. Assume the reason that we don't know is because they're trying to keep us safe. Of course, yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons to keep things, <coughs> to keep things, um, you know, classified or keep them from the public eye. Um, but they're not always because you know they're trying to keep people safe. Yeah, I well, know. I'm sometimes, they legitimately, they just don't want anybody else to know. And I get that. I do. It's a really, I think it's an. Imp- it's a, it shows a certain level of trust in authority and that other people, uh, not always, not, uh, not everybody has, right. You know, um, so did you talk uh, about the December 27th thing that Donald Trump did a little bit? I, I read, um, about three or four paragraphs and then I pontificated for a couple of seconds and, yeah. and you know, that's when the listeners turned the whole thing off. <laughs> Uh, I was just trying to get through. Um, I don't know. Uh, we talked a little bit about, okay, so there, you're, you're referencing this budget. Yes. Okay, so um, Trump, and it was December 27th, and he put through the COVID-19, it was like a $2.9 trillion something. And um, in it, he actually had a part that said that the – um, all these agencies, the FBI, the Pentagon, the CIA, all of them need to release these documents on UFOs that they have been gathering since 1940 to 1990. They need to release it to the public. And they had 180 days to do it. Okay, so by, um, I can't remember what it was, the first, I guess it was the beginning of this month, or maybe it was last month, they actually had released 2,700 uh, documents identifying different cases of um, unidentified, unidentified flying objects. They call it something else, like an aerial, I don't know, it's a lot fancier than UFO. Phenomena, yeah. Yeah, it it's sounds, a lot. It sounds much more scientific. It does. <laughs> and they, uh, it's, what it's really interesting is that, so this research has been going on. And Donald Trump was the one who was like, hey, let's, let's let them know what's going on because we want to start space travel again. Okay, I don't know about you, but this was the generation of, astronauts i wanted to be an astronaut more than anything oh yeah 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 me too but then i found out you had to be good at math i was down (laughs) i was down to be an astronaut but then when i finally got to the like around the age that i could even think about doing it i it was gone the program was just like we're not doing astronaut no one's going to space I wanted to go to space so bad. Like, I'm trying to talk my kids into it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, they've seen all the movies that every time you're in space, as something goes wrong. Because 
nobody does a movie about oh this was an easy flight to space and then I come <laughs> home because yeah. that's not a you know not exciting it's not dramatic and so there every time I say oh my gosh you guys should be astronauts they're like mom you're so mean like you want us to die in space and I'm like no it's that's not it I just think it is an unbelievable idea that you get to fly out of our own atmosphere and look back and be like wow like we've seen the pictures and the pictures are like mind-blowing but if you could actually experience it can you imagine right and i'm i was so excited when i'm now i'm way too old and broken i can't do anything i can't go be an astronaut but i think that this uh, the ability for us to continue to investigate places that we don't know I think that really I think that's like the scientist in me that loves that we can still try to figure out the unknown hmm. yeah uh, <coughs> it's a, that's a tough one and I know that I think that I was visiting with my uh, with my dad a couple of weeks ago he said something about you know whenever he was growing up all the science fiction movies um, had rockets that would come back down and land the way that they took off, and it looked so weird, you know. And of course, that's exactly what we're doing now with rockets. Yeah. Um, and so, so much of that has to do with private enterprise. You were mentioning earlier, yes. you know, some maybe some baron somewhere is you know creating or like has a team of scientists that he's whipping. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> of course, and, like, they have to be alien tech or you know, uh, right? I. I mean, I don't know. I just know that the the technology that we are developing right now, uh, I'm really proud of our our country, and I'm proud that we have so many different projects that are pushing back because so many folks uh, seem to, or many people, you know, and this is a straw man that I'm creating here. Right. Um, many people, some folks, many folks. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> I, I'm creating a straw man because we have conversations with people that say that this is a waste of money, that we could be spending this money better at home, on the poor, on the on healthcare, on people who do not earn, you know, the a living wage or whatever the case may be. This is a great way to spend money, and well, what does that even mean? Why do I say it's a great? It just it's we have so many new things that get invented when it becomes a hundred percent necessary for us to do it in order to continue to move forward. And we, we invent all kinds of new things. Uh, and we've invented, we continue to um, not impress ourselves, but have to make things on the fly. And there's nothing more human than creating things as you go to survive. Right. You know, I think about the Native American Indians and uh, people that lived on these planes. I don't know how anybody survived out here. Yeah, no kidding. You had to be tough as nails. And we think, I think of my, I think of my ancestors, you know, um, they were, they were incredibly resourceful and yet not as resourceful. They still are trying to churn butter. They were still were making clothes. You know, they were still doing certain things that had to do with civilization. They were doing it in an albeit very primitive way. But the way that they went about doing it was still um, an, a part and parcel of that, of that older historical 
pioneer mindset. Um, but people that lived on this land before that had, I mean, they had, they had use for everything. Yep. Exactly. And that's, I just think that, and you know, it's not, I don't think that we can, st- we can't stop. That's the thing is like, it, w- once we stop, we're not, we're not going to continue to grow and we're not growing. We're not proceeding. We're not developing. Right. And that is the idea is that we constantly want to develop. We want to, you know, do something, make ourselves better. And it's, you know, every lot of times we talk about, oh, well, if we just keep making things easier, we just get lazier and lazier. But that's not the point. I'm not saying make everything easier. I'm just saying we just have to keep on working, keep on developing. It was funny because we were talking today um, to a colleague as we were walking through and I was like, you know what? Soon we're going to have flying cars. And he, of course, uh, he's very AC mindset. And he said, oh, so we need to start you know, get a program in for flying cars. He's like, we're still working on the one for uh, driverless trucks, you know? And I was like, well, you better hurry because it's going to be happening. I mean, I have this, like, it's, everything is advancing so quickly that it's going to happen. I remember going to Epcot Center in Florida. I don't, I guess I was probably like seven years old, maybe younger, five to seven. And we went and you go through the like the time thing where it shows like okay this is what is going on right now and in 2020 it was like the future it was like a long time from now we are going to be living in floating houses we are going to be driving flying cars and you know we get here and it's like it's not happening but you know the sad thing is not sad but the crazy thing is is i think it's like right around the corner like we're going to be doing these things which if we were to look back, it's very alien, very different than what we were before. So, I mean, it's very possible that if for some reason time travel does come, you know, if we had somebody who did, they would time travel thinking they're in a new galaxy or a new place with all these aliens and it could just be us in the future. And I think that's, I mean, we do this, like, it could be all the time. And, but it's true, you know, on and on, we just you look at different things and how things function. And it's like, it's very possible that this could be what it is. Because we don't know. And until we do know, we're going to continue to do these what if and this, oh, what if this is it and this is going to happen. But if, I just think, again, if the government does know, I, I'd want to know. I just want to know what it is because I'm, that person. I just want to know. Yeah, there's going to be continue to be a level of mystery <laughs> to all of this stuff. I don't I don't believe for a second that oh, yeah, no. that we would ever put anything into a report uh, that maybe. I mean, I guess that would be a uh, that would be an idea. I don't know if it would be a good or a good idea or a, you know, where that would fall in the gradient. Right. But um it's uh it's it's going to be an interesting thing to watch happen and develop. Especially as we go to Mars. Yep. You know. Um, I still think that's so cool. We're on another planet. <laughs> right. I mean, we w- it was cool when we were on the moon. You well, know? you know that there's a theory. We never landed on the moon. Yeah. It was all done in a movie yeah, studio. That's, yeah. That's, I, 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 that's, <laughs> my, I had a, I think I had a family member that, that believe believed that. that you know, and the earth is flat. You've heard this. Right. Um. Right. And I don't. I don't I mean. What am I supposed to say? I. I can't even. I mean. It goes back to the the whole idea of heliocentrism, and you know, us thinking that 
and people that denied it at the at the time that it was a thing, you know, that right. it was uh, something that was new. It was a threat. It was threatening to them. I mean, it threatened right. their Just whole worldview, and it threatened their religious perspectives, and it threatened their... What the they already had it set in place. I guess maybe the stasis. No. Yeah. 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 For Your the automatic and yeah, it threatened what they were doing, and the world they were building. I think that while you were while while you were uh, you were digging, um, I mentioned that uh, that we have a tendency to to do exactly what uh, we say happened in Genesis, which is to uh, create things in our own image. And so I think that it's a logical construction if we follow that model of thinking, you know, which is very classical American. Yeah. (laughs) um, I'm just kidding. A classical human uh, way of thinking is to say that, you know, when people do create things, we tend to create them with our own uh, mind in, in, what we're comfortable with and sure. what we're doing. So anytime you look at a leader is a good example of this. You know, they, a founder of a country, a company, I'm sorry, Elon Musk. Let's take Elon Musk to, okay. to be safe here. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk sees himself as a pioneer. Everybody else sees him as a pioneer, which yeah. only feeds that, right? So, sure. I mean, now he's, and, and if you've got untold amounts of money, you know, then I don't know. It's a, it's easy. This can be dangerous by the same token because very easily you can start seeing things that aren't that aren't totally reality. Sure. Right? So, because um, you it's the confirmation bias. Yes, you will find the information that supports your way of thinking. Especially, but what happens whenever there's a a representative constituency in a very specific uh, area, but but people from outside of it, and we get we hear this all the time in politics, you know. And I'm not trying to, you know, obviously make politics out of stuff. It's just, <laughs> you know, if you start giving me enough ingredients, I'll find a way to talk sure. about you know, the world and politics, polis, and anyway. So, uh, <laughs> however, like if uh, if people from outside the you know the area are trying to project something that they want to happen in this area rather than what is actually the reality you know um you can end up creating all kinds of things sure sure do you know what i'm saying i mean that aren't representative of what's really happening yeah and it's a form of uh, it's the same. It's a form of the same thing that we we demonize so much in popular yeah. uh, literature and popular culture about you know the West took the land from the Native American Indians and the West you know is so destructive because they go out and they explore things. How dare they? Yeah. And and and, and they. But then we wouldn't have what we have. Right. Again, and that's the thing. Same thing with this whole idea of space. Exploration. It's like if we don't go, we won't know. We don't have any more than we already have. If you don't do anything, you don't get anything. Hmm. Right? Right. I mean, if you sit around and do nothing, you get nothing. But if you go and do something, then there's going to be, you know, it's a possibility. You might still have nothing, but at least you did something. And I think that's, I just, I don't think that's very, 
I don't know. Is it a Texas thing? I don't know. <laughs> well, is it a just a certain personality type thing? I don't know what it is, but it is something like you have the choice to do something or do nothing. And oh, yeah. It might be a Texas thing. It might be. I well, don't know. For people that, I mean, here I go again, making aliens. Okay. You're um, making aliens people? <laughs> I think we are. No, no. Okay, so... Just, just, I know we're getting on our hour and I'm, I, this has been, I think it's been a lot of fun because it's yeah, something it that fun. we weren't really like we, we don't, we talk about it, but not in depth. Like we do a lot of other things, but, um, it's just, you know, this whole idea that, okay. So the government obviously has information on un, unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and each president is uh, given this information because it's through the government and now they're the leader of the country. Do you think that different presidents address it differently? Because this is this is more in the political realm for you. But do you think that each of the presidents do, you know, decipher and, you know, give information differently depending on who they are and their political parties? Um, there's a lot there that we don't know. Um, I don't know uh, so much of that, you know, that individual personalities and the individual the way that they what they were told and how they were told it but uh to just kind of have fun and we do know that for example bill clinton was very interested in or is very interested in he's not gone um uh, the idea of there being some type of uh contact you know he even starred in there was a sorry not starred in but was uh he had a short little part in uh, in contact. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Contact with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal when it happened. They were like, is this a good precedent for the president to be setting um, for him to be? Does this not just crave his ego or to, you know, just yeah. continue to... Anyway, there was, there was a lot of things like that. Uh, he's the last person that I've... The last president that I've heard mention it in any way that was... We know Eisenhower thinks that he saw a UFO. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's so much that I don't know about that. I, yeah, we know like, you know, I've well, got that's the point is like, it is so unknown. And I would, I would, you know, I would, I'm just as a scientist in me, I would love, you know, for the people who've done the research, I'd love to hear it. Hmm. And I do, you know, I watch the different things because I think it's very interesting because it is something I don't know. And I like to know more about stuff. I don't know. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're we're getting here in our hour again. Unbelievable. I know fast. it went really fast, and it was fun. I mean, it was just a new little topic. If anybody else, you know, have any alien stories, we'd love to hear it. Um, you know, and again, we will. You know, hope everybody's doing great, and um, always thank you guys for listening. And I guess you know, have a great day. Yeah, everybody have a good day. We'll see you next week. Alrighty. All right. Bye. bye.